We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we're recording this after the Warriors win over the Sacramento Kings. They have officially exceeded John Hollinger's projection <laughs> of 39 wins for the season. 40 and 13. Uh, but before we get to the game, uh, we we gotta we gotta call out kind of the main news item of the day, Uh-oh. which is Draymond Green, officially an all-star. And then uh secondarily, Draymond Green. Not going to play in the All-Star game. But, you know, he did media pregame, uh, and he said he hopes to be back in three to four weeks. Three weeks would be right as All-Star ends. Yep. I don't, did, you, did, you, did you see the media? I, I, thought, I, he, yeah. I thought he looked pretty, uh, pretty optimistic. Makes yep. me feel pretty optimistic. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, that was the best news of the day. I mean, the Warriors playing like they did tonight, we'll talk about that. was great, too, but... Uh, this season rests on your best players being healthy and Draymond. Who I mean, he deserved the All Star nod, right? Like I just, I think yeah. that's that's awesome. I, I'm happy that he got the All Star nod. He was just fantastic. Oh my goodness, Morris! But just to start the year, so I'm glad he got it. And then look, I, you tweeted this. I, I looked it up too. He said he's out three, four weeks. So let's say he's out a month. He comes back. There's still 20 games left in the season. Sam, what do you think? He needs 10 games to ramp up for the playoffs, right? I think that's more than enough time. I think. This is great news. Yeah, I mean, if he's back by March 1st and he thinks he's going to be back before March 1st, if he's back by March 1st, he gets six weeks to ramp up. Um, I want to say, yeah, 20 games is probably what he would end up playing max. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But that's about the perfect amount of time just to kind of figure out your rotations, get on the same page as Clay. He still hasn't played with Clay Thompson since the ACL injury. Isn't that wild? Like that's, I I know it's not going to take them a long time to get their chemistry, but they do need like a few games to figure it out, right? (laughs) Um, I think I think we can safely say this team, like, yeah, anytime a new element gets introduced, they're going to need a few games to figure it out, and then they get moving. And so that's probably what's going to be. He's probably going to come back. Him and Claire are going to step on each other's toes a little bit. And then, and then, and then someone's going to concern troll and be like, Oh, <laughs> is, is it the same? And then they're going to win seven and eight in a row, you know, like they're doing now. So I, I think, I think ultimately good news. 
Um, and, you know, kudos to Draymond. Did you think he would be an all-star this year before the season started? I no, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the way that he played last year, he certainly didn't deserve it. And I think that we didn't know if he was going to come in hot like the way he did this season, right? Like you would think someone like him would come in playing kind of slower and ramp up for the postseason. But because he played in the Olympics, it felt like he was playing on playoff speed to start the year, which is – when was the last time we saw that? 2016? <laughs> Maybe 2017, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm I'm with you. I kind of I kind of thought the days of him being an all star were over, not because I didn't think he could play at that level. Right. But I just right. kind of always thought he would he was going to do the Iguodala where it's like I'm I will ramp up in the springtime, you know, <laughs> like that type of thing. Right. And uh, he it, as far as I'm concerned, he's played as well as he's played any season up Correct. until the injury. Yep. The way he's talking about it. I really am not sure that I'm that concerned. I'm always going to be a little concerned health-wise just because he's, you know, they need him healthy, period. He's one of their best players. He's the best defensive player in the NBA, all that sort of stuff. Um, But all things considered, this is about as best case of scenarios one could hope for with an injury he's had. Yep, yep. And I I think, you know, hopefully – you know, obviously he doesn't need surgery, so but hopefully that he comes back and he's like relatively healthy, um, and he, it's not like he's coming back like after a long rehab, right? Ho- hopefully he's coming back and he's himself as much as he can. That's why he's taking this long, right? I feel like maybe if there was only a few weeks left, he'd rush back and he'd be maybe at seventy percent. And I think a lot of this is good for the team too because that means Draymond gets rest. He's rehabbing to get stronger to come back, but he also, Sam, he also was playing really hard every game, and you can't do that 82 games. You just can't. And uh, so I think it's maybe a blessing in disguise if he comes back 100% healthy. By the way, Clippers win <laughs> over, oh, over our just, Lakers. It's uh, it is a phenomenal ending. Could not happen. <laughs> just better. But uh, yeah, and I think you were hitting on the most important point here, which is they're winning. They're buying themselves space to do this this was their ninth win in a row is that correct eighth i think yeah eighth win in a row i'm sorry yeah yeah. eighth win in a row and they are i want to say 11 and three since draymond got hurt um and they are you know honestly i thought they'd be 500 without him out like i'll throw that out there i did not expect them to go this way that they're just they are playing like a machine. This is probably the most machine-like Warriors yep. team since 2015 for me, um, where it's just they can put – as long as Steph Curry's in the lineup, they're going to be good. And that gives us a good transition to the the Kings game. Yep. Steph Curry with another just point guard, just his numbers aren't going to pop. Point guard, baby. Yeah, you know, 20 points, seven assists, uh, seven for 11 shooting. It reminds me so much of the 14-15 season where he, you know, he didn't average 30 points a game that first MVP year. But if you watched him, you're like, he's just at the center of every action. It doesn't matter. He'll score 30 when they need him to. He'll also have games where it's like 18 to 20 points and everyone's contributing. And that's the way this Warriors team is playing. You look at tonight's game, they had eight players in double figures and it's the Ooh. Sacramento Kings and the Sacramento Kings are not play. He, they also played last night, but yeah, yeah, they're not particularly good, but it's just one of those games where you're like, 
Steph's at the heart of everything, and the Warriors are just machine-like, taking it's, care of business. It's it's Steph. Steph, he knows that this is not a game for him, right? If Steph wanted to this game, he would have scored 45 points if he really wanted to. But that's not – you're the leader of the team. You're the best player on the team. He understands that games like these is for the team. It's to get everyone involved. It's to get everyone in rhythm. Damian Lee's back in rhythm. He looks awesome, right? Kaminga mm-hmm. got touches. He looks fantastic at the five. He's dunking. He's posting up. And Steph Curry had this play, had this one play, and I love this play because he's one of my favorite players. He dribbles under the baseline, and instead of passing out or shooting, he just keeps dribbling. He did the Steve Dash. He just keeps dribbling so that he doesn't have to make a decision until he absolutely has to. That's That's quote-unquote, pure point guard play, right? That's just running the offense, running the team, not doing anything crazy. And I think when you watch that, you're just like, Steph's just in, I think he's in a zone right now. Uh, he is absolutely locked in as the main ball handler. And I think I think when Draymond comes back, it's going to be even better for the team. Because I think Steph gets kind of used to playing off ball with Draymond on the team, right? And I think it takes him a while. It's taken him a while to get in the flow of handling the ball. But man, I just, you can see that, if there was no Draymond for some reason on this team, it's the Warriors wouldn't win more. But Steph's stats would be, it, it would be, it would be special stuff, right? They lose more games, but uh, Steph could do it all, man. He can play any style. Yeah, I mean, and, and it goes back to what we were saying a couple minutes ago. Takes a couple games to figure out how you want to play with this team, and now they're in a rhythm. And you know, we can go up and down the line. Clay Thompson looked phenomenal oh, tonight. I honestly, he looks better than I expected. Come back, right? No other way around it. And the shots coming around, and it's just, it's, it's clay, right? Like you, you were kind of worried what he'd look like, but he, just, he looks great, right? I just, I, I, it's amazing to me. The last three that he makes, I thought it was funny that that he he came out after the game after that three. I think he probably knew that he was coming out. Um, but he, they were up by like seven, and literally seventy five seconds later. You know, Kaminga has that kind of insane dunk. I don't even know how to describe the dunk that he did. Oh, and then ter- just get him in the dunk contest. Oh, just, <laughs> and then and then Clay comes down and one on three fast break. Just and he he literally runs the three point line and shoots it. Not even a normal three. He shoots it fading to his right. And uh, I, I think that reminded me. You talked about 2015. 14-15. It reminded me of that team because the Warriors used to just go on these 10-0 runs. And just end games. And that's what happened there. So that was like the real throwback kind of kind of sequence there where I thought, damn, like this is there were a lot of a lot of moments this year where we're like, oh, they're like 14 15, they're like 14 15. But it's not really 14 15 until you see Clay Thompson out there making three threes in a row, all of a sudden the game's over. And uh I just man, they they look good. They they look like they are ready for the postseason now. Uh, after after struggling for a few games after Draymond was out. They they look good. You threw out a shout out to Damian Lee. Uh, I want to echo that. Just he he's not the most exciting player on the team, and in, in terms of like obviously Steph and Clay are the stars, and Wiggins is an All Star this year, and Kuminga, my God, looks like like Kuminga produces probably two highlight plays a game where I'm like, wow, you know, like I, I just don't even know what to say. Like that helicopter dunk he had this game was out of control. What do you think about what do you think about human helicopter? Your thoughts on Fitz's nickname for him? I'm gonna ignore that. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but Damian Lee is I don't want to say he's unsung because that's a little cliche, but it's just like it's nice to have just a wing 
who knows how to play in the system and can do a little bit of everything. And his shot's falling. That's a big thing for him now. It wasn't falling for a period of time earlier in the season, but just a good player. Yep. You know, like, you know, he's never going to be the star, but like there's a dependability to having Damian Lee to look on, can be out of the rotation, can be into it. And we've, we've wasted too much time. Let's, let's talk a little Kuminga here and then get to, <laughs> I was going to say, let's go back to Kuminga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, he's got, He's got footwork. I mean, okay, so I don't know which one to go to first. I'll, I'll go to footwork. Like, he's got post footwork, but not even just that. He had a pick and roll. He had a pick and roll with Steph where he gets the ball and he hesitates for a second because he sees someone in front of him. And instead of, like, being your normal kind of 19-year-old lumbering big or big wing that doesn't know who yet and just lumbers into a guy for a charge, he hesitates takes a dribble, sidesteps the guy, explodes and dunks it, right? And I'm just watching it. I'm like, how many people, not just, I'm not just talking about rookies. How many people in the NBA is not just that athletic, but that smart and has that feel for the game. It's kind of insane to see. Did not know that was going to be the thing, right? When the Warriors drafted him, at least I didn't, Sam, but, uh, I they they they're gonna have to play him at least 15 20 minutes I've said it many times but sheesh yeah and it's um I I don't even know where to go with it it's like it's he is a type of player that I don't they, they just haven't had you know what I'm saying like the athleticism the finishing um it's just it's it's something else. Like I want to watch him play more. I think they're doing a phenomenal job with kind of developing him and getting him to develop the right habits because I think he legitimately has a superstar ceiling, which which is wild. And it's you know anytime he checks in the game, my eyes are immediately there because it's you know he's capable of doing something that no one else on the roster is like getting his head above the rim, um, and just it's a different type of athlete. But it's, it's a crazy, the crazy part is like, you look at the Kings, nobody on their roster can do what he's doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's, it's the crazy part. Like I, the more I think about it, the more it's like, it's not just the Warriors don't have someone like has never had someone like Kaminga. It's like uh, the Clippers don't, I'm watching them. They're, they're on my screen right now. They don't have someone like, like Kaminga. Uh, you know, the Lake, the Lakers have AD, so it's a different beast, but it's just like not many teams in the NBA have someone this athletic and not, we're not just talking athleticism, right? Like that's just not what it functional, is. functional. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just, and he doesn't, the, the other thing that surprises me about Kaminga is that he doesn't jump for pump fakes. <laughs> like, how do you not, as a kid, how do you not fall for pump fakes? And yeah. That, that, that kind weird. of gets to the point. Um, he is 19. He is young, but he seems to be a very fast learner with good instincts. Like you yeah. see him figure out from his mistakes quicker than most players it's just a very, very exciting player. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we take it to the goons? Yeah. Light years, goons time. By the way, shout out to the – somebody mentioned the coaching staff. I just – whoever the Warriors have uh, – whoever's working with these guys behind the scenes, man, they need a pay raise. Hit lead, lead off. off. Ryan, yes, what's up, bro? What's up, guys? I, uh, I had a season tickets to the Clippers. I decided to sunk cost this and watch Jonathan Kaminga explode tonight instead wow. of Marcus Morris. So – Fun times, but uh, overall, uh, that clay quarter was very euphoric. It almost felt like you were back in like 2014 when he was going off for 38. At one point, I was like, is he going to do it? Is he actually going to go for 38? And then, um, what's it called? This Kaminga kid, how is he not a rising star? I, I, I just wanted to pull out the Fitz propaganda, but it's absolutely <laughs> insane that the human helicopter did not make the Rising Stars game. It's just every game he's hitting one thing where, like, no one else in basketball, potentially except for Anthony Edwards or Zion Williamson, could do that athletic feat. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. And that's a good point. So he's not at the Rising Skills Challenge, Andy. And, um, you know, all the hipsters were excited we get to watch uh, Sangoon. In the Rising Stars <laughs> Challenge, but it's like, I get it. Kuminga's playing a little less than normal rookies, but I'm still a little surprised he couldn't get the invite as one of the 12 players there. I mean, I, Herb Jones is going, and I, and I like what I'm seeing out of him, but he's like, he's playing a defensive role. It's not like he's, you know, lighting up the... We're here, the people, the, look, the people, this is fundamentally the NBA doesn't get this, is the people are, are watching these games for highlights. Nobody's watching because NBA Twitter says Herb Jones is going to be an elite defensive guy with a very great steal rate. That's not what we're watching it for, man. We want Kaminga doing 720 dunks in the air from the free throw line. So, yeah, I mean, I can make a case, I guess, that he didn't play very much this season, right? But, yeah, he should be there, man. But a friend of the show, John Middlecoff, uh, uh, tweeted me when I said that. He, he said Kaminga doesn't even know that there's a Rising Stars challenge. Tell you what. Didn't know that the All Star Weekend was in Cleveland. Uh, Sam, do you, do you know? Do you know what's the weather in Cleveland in, in late February this year? 
It's for the better. He doesn't. <laughs> Twenty one degrees. Save, he, Twenty-one can save, degrees. he can save the joints. Um, you know, you know, uh, Jonathan, go somewhere, go somewhere tropical, enjoy yourself for five days, take a little rest. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say there. But, you know, I, I do kind of feel for him because he's watching players who he thinks he's as good as and he has every reason to think he's as good as them. And he's, you know, he's not going to get the run because he's he's on a good team. Unlike um, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not comparing the players, but like, you know, like Franz Wagner's on a terrible team. He gets to play 30 minutes a game. Yeah, it's a little yeah. easier to, to show out and do some of that stuff there. So yeah. Yeah. I, I do I, I do feel for him because like everyone wants to be recognized that way. But anyway, yeah. we'll keep moving. There will be bigger and better stuff for Kaminga. Bernardo, what's up, my man? Hello, long time no see. Sir. Uh, can I go a little bit off topic first? Yeah, you go for it. You can talk about it, whatever you want. So I, I have two things. One for, I want to thank Sam. I thanked him on Twitter, but uh, in December, he incentivized me to, to create a podcast. Brazilian culture is a little bit different than American, so <laughs> creating things isn't really Brazilian. <laughs> so my family freaked out, freaked out and stuff, but Sam was literally like one of the few people that in, that thought it was a good idea, so I want to thank him. <laughs> about Steph, I never, I never, I was never worried about him, just because of the reason, like statistics. In a ten-year career, shooting thirty percent in a month isn't really alarming. And now, yeah. like we're seeing the difference of having Clay Thompson. Like <laughs> it's simple when you have the second greatest shooter of all time. The the court is more spread. It's more, it, everything gets, it, it's easier. Everything is easier for Steph, even without Draymond. Like, and, and maybe because of Draymond not being there, the attention on him needs to be less. And so his scoring gets up, not necessarily the whole team, but the, but Steph's scoring will, will be better now than it was a month ago, just because of the environment, because of the team. So I wasn't really worried. And I think the magic of Steph is he's like Tim Duncan. He can score 30 or 20 or 15 points in a game and be equally effective. And that's his magic for me. So, yeah, that's it. Bernardo, appreciate the call. Um, Wow. He is right. Like, I think the farther we get away from uh, this little January slump that Steph had, the funnier it's going to appear to us. You know, like in the scheme of things, we're going to be like, we really freaked out about Steph not, you know, hitting shots for like two weeks in a row. You know, like it's it's uh, it, it's gonna look funny in the scheme of things. I think he's ticked over thirty eight percent now. By the way, so he is on his way to. Uh, he's gonna finish the year at at above forty. Um, by the way, though, the, the the segue from Brazilian politics to Steph Curry was just top notch. I mean, wow, can never do. Yeah, that. yeah, oh, that's man. that's next level. Wow. Uh, Excuse me, Shik. What's up, man? Shake you there? There we go. Yeah. yeah, I think I just hopped on. Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, you know, the whole Kaminga not being a rising star thing reminds me of when uh, Eric Pascal got flown out with Joey Lightyears. <laughs> looking at, looking out there. I forgot about that. That's oh, a great one. Yeah, it Dark could times. Be, you could go the opposite way where they're um, they're showing a guy who maybe may not be the guy, the royal treatment. I think the Pelicans owner should fly out Herb Jones in a, a private copter. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, by the way, friend of the show, Marcus Thompson wrote that article. And I remember thinking like, 
ah, does Lingo know that Pasco's not going to be <laughs> that great? Anyway, good for Pasco. Looks like he's still in the league. Anyways, yeah. That was about it. I mean, I, I forgot what I was going to ask. Kind of hot on the lane, but <laughs> I'm kind of high right now. All right. Appreciate you, sir. Absolute Appreciate you. All right, keep moving. VZ, what's shit, up, man? Shit comes on and does that every time. What's up, brother? VZ, you there? Sorry, there we go. Me? We can hear you. What's going on, man? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Um, seven game, oh, eight game win streak. The sounds are down. Do you think that we can get the first spot in, in the West or in the league? Ooh, that's a great question. Andy, why don't you go first? Do you think the Warriors can catch the Phoenix Suns just to round this into form? The Warriors are currently two games back. Three you know, no, in the loss back, column. Because they, they lost in the loss column. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. About two and a half games back. Um, yes, dude. Have you seen the schedule that the Warriors are going to have down the stretch? It's a joke. <laughs> I think they have like the fifth easiest schedule. Uh, and they're doing this with, with Draymond out and, and Clay playing, not playing back to backs and playing like 25 minutes a game and, and Steph in a shooting slump. Not to say that they're going to start winning all these games now, but it just, the schedule is, is easy, Sam. And there's only like four back-to-backs, three back-to-backs left for the rest of the season. I think, I think yes. They're not playing for the next three days here. And then they get OKC. Like, absolutely, I think they can get the first seed. I don't know if they'll go for it, but yes, they can. Yeah, I was going to say that the flip side to it, though, is Phoenix is kind of a machine. And I don't see them dropping a lot of games as long as they stay. Like, they're a pretty young, outside of Chris Paul, they're a pretty young and healthy team. The better question is, do you care if the Warriors get the one seed? Oh, I muted myself. Do you? Not really. I'm curious. I, um, if if we get closer, I might have a stronger take based on like how the playoff matchups play out. But like, I'm not particularly concerned about them having to go into Phoenix for a game seven. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 100% with you. The Warriors have faced tougher things than going into Phoenix to face Chris Paul in a in a, in a game five. Game. Like they'll be fine. But but if the end of the season comes and you know maybe they're tied for first place, like I don't want to see them rest guys, right? In the last game, like I'd rather see them play and go for the win. Um, maybe if they're a game behind, like I don't want to see them rest guys. Now if they're like three games back with two weeks left, yeah, I mean. You're, you're probably not getting the first seed, but I think if they're close enough, I think they should, they should try to get it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, so here's, here's the thing. I think Memphis is probably locked into the three seed. So whoever oh, falls, so whoever's right. two is setting themselves up to play Memphis in round two. Uh, and then when you're looking at the play in here, well, it's hard to say who's going to be the seventh seed to be honest. Yeah. That moves like, around. I, I kind of think, the Lakers will eventually get there with LeBron healthy. And I don't know that I want to play LeBron in round one, like all things equal. I'd rather have the Warriors matched up with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony. You know, but, like, but like, I, I guess, but that you, like you said though, like seven, eight, nine, ten, like all that can change literally that day. You have no control over it. Yeah. But, but you make, but you make a great point. It's, you know, some of that motivation might be, you know, I think the Warriors will beat Memphis in a second round series, but you're going to have to play Memphis six games. Like that's going to be a grueling six games where, you know, it, it's just going to be tough guarding John and Bain and, and Jaron and those guys versus if you were the one seed, you might get to play Utah in Utah, the second Dallas, round or something like maybe Denver. 
which is yeah. a joke. I mean, it's it's just that's a five five gamer. Even if it's a six gamer, it's it's easy, right? Versus Memphis. So yeah, that may be motivation in itself. Uh, versus because I think the Warriors, I think they match up. I think Memphis matches up a lot better with the Warriors than they would with, with the Phoenix Suns. I I think the Suns take care of Memphis pretty easily, but for some reason, I think Memphis plays the Warriors tougher. Yeah, well, I just think they're. I mean, newsflash: the three seed is better than the four and the five seed. But I do think there's actually. Um, if you wanted to draw a line, I think there's a gap between Memphis and the yeah. Utah, Dallas, Denver caliber. I will say, I saw a rumor, Utah is making plays to trade for Harrison Barnes or Jeremy Ooh. Grant. Clearly, you know, they, they lost Joe Inglis for the season, and he's not um, a defensive stopper anyway. So I, I'm curious if Utah tries to like throw a bunch of picks to get one of those guys, because if they actually can get someone who can play some legitimate defense and an actual two way player, they might be a little tougher, right? Like I, I feel like this current version of Utah is we've seen this rodeo, right? Like we, they're going to hit some threes. They're going to score a lot of points and they're not going to stop you. I think Harry B would be a great fit there. I think if they can find a way to get Harry B, I, I think they're, I think they're back in the tier with Memphis. But we'll see. That's wow. I, I didn't see that rumor. I think that would be cool if they. Yeah, got and, like and, that. and the trade deadline is a week from today, so we'll see what happens. But like, it does see based off of what I'm hearing, Utah per Sam is, sources, <laughs> per Woj sources, <laughs> Utah's Utah is one of the teams who's like aggressively looking at Jeremy Grant, Harrison Barnes, and some of these players that are assumed to be moved. In which case, that would change their trajectory because like this current Utah team. I'm with you. Five games. They'll get one game where they get hot on you, but at no point is it a particularly scary series, right? Yeah. Well, Donnie's back. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. Alex. Caller. Alex, what's going on, man? Oh, shit. What's up, guys? What's up, brother? Not much. Okay. Um. First of all, I want to say congrats on this. Like, we have 230 people in here. Um, this is definitely the medium of the future. So I'd love to Hell see yeah. green room and you this podcast popping off. Um, my question's about the all-star contest and not the all-star game, but the people they pick to go into the dunk contest and three-point contest and the seemingly kind of downgrade of the quality of players in it. Juan Toscano, you know, my first thought, Juan gets in there is like, not GP, Why? not Kaminga. Obviously, I think they said no to it. Um, and that's kind of been, you know, the case for a lot of the stuff. I heard, I think I saw Taylor Horn Tucker in three point contest, which, if that's true, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that, this, was, that was that a fake a, account, just so we're clear. That's my bad. That's my okay. bad. Okay. Yeah, okay. 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 That is great to hear. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Is this, is this an issue you guys think going in the future? Is this like, do we need to do something to increase the incentive for these? you know, younger players and players who suddenly began to, to play these kind of games just for the fans? Because the fans want to see it. You know, we want to see them. You know what, Alex? I appreciate the call. It's a great and, question. And I'm going to – you know what? He just teed me up. You know whose fault it is that's a dumb oh, contest boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. I know where you're going. LeBron. Yes! Uh, MJ, Kobe, everyone used to do the dunk contest until LeBron decided he didn't want to. And now you just can't get any of the bigger players to want to do it because none of them want to risk losing. Exactly. Me, 
Meanwhile, Steph has lost multiple three-point contests. Does it make you think Steph is less of a shooter? Thank you. He hasn't won every time. Um, At least in the three-point contest, you see kind of a who's who of the best shooters most years, you know, in general. And that's just what it comes down to. It's like guys don't want to deal with the dunk pressure hype. It makes it a less interesting comp. Personally, I think the dunk contest can be more interesting than three-point contests. But, like, if you're telling me I can watch Juan and, I don't know, um, who else is in it this year? I don't even uh, – uh, the point guard, Cole Anthony, is in it. Cole Anthony. If it's Juan and Cole Anthony, meanwhile, the three-point contest is, like, <laughs> Buddy Heel, Devin Book, like, guys who are, like, a who's who of shooters, I'd rather watch a shooting contest. But you make the point. It's just Steph has done it like six times and he's lost like three times. I mean, maybe even four times. Right. But like it's not about winning or it's about the entertainment. It's about watching Steph shoot threes on the biggest stage. It's cool. Like I think LeBron not doing it. It's just like, dude, we know you're the most athletic dude in NBA history. Particularly, particularly, Particularly younger LeBron. Yeah. Just guys unreal. Um, and, and it didn't matter if he won or lost. And now, and now it's just nothing. And he wasn't going to lose. Let, let's I mean, be real. Yeah, I mean, no one's, no one's going to, no one's going to not give him a 50 every time he gets his head <laughs> up at like the top of the backboard. Now, now, you know, they, they might need a bit of a rivalry. In the, I mean, we got Aaron Gordon, and Zach Levine, right? Like those were incredible dunk contests. Like those were, uh, like we, I don't even remember who won because it didn't matter. Both guys were fantastic. And so I, I think. You know, baseball does it, I think, well with the home run derby. I, I just think the dunk contest might be – they may need to change the rules a little bit. But, like, baseball does it great. Like, Shohei, Shohei in the home run derby last year was fantastic. He didn't win, but it didn't matter. It was just having the best home run hitters there. Like, that's just – that's a thing. Just get the best people there. It doesn't matter if you win or lose, man. It, it really, it really doesn't. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's keep moving. Gabriel. Hello. What's going on, man? I was wondering what you guys think about uh, JP and the skills challenge. Ooh. Ooh. By the way, Gabriel, appreciate the call. Connection wasn't the greatest. What what are your thoughts on on Jordan Poole? Is he in the skills challenge or is he asking, like, should he be in the skills challenge? I think he's asking because I don't think the skills challenge has been actually revealed yet. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say the three point contest isn't revealed. Oh, I mean, sure, it, cool. It, JP has as a Paul has his uh, uh, ability to pass. I think since his since his rookie year, that is uh, that you, you just you never see coming. So I mean, it'd be cool. He's also one of the quickest guys in the NBA with the ball, right? 
just kind of dribbling. He, he's one of the quicker guys, so be cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, skill, it's still not, it's still a number three contest for me. Like the three point contest and the dunk contest still carry more weight than the skills competition. But I'm, I'm in favor of Jordan Poole doing anything to get a little more national recognition. So just, just so that his contract's going to be bigger, you know what I mean? Just, just have like yeah. a pay more. Absolutely. Nick, what's up, man? It's a cute dog. Yo, it's good. Thanks, man. Um, what do you think of um, Moody moving forward? Do you think um, he'll probably um, replace Dealey under rotation? And next question, last one. Who would you smoke with aside from Clay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the Moody question. Um I think next year he's going to take Dealey's spot in the rotation. I kind of think another team's going to probably end up poaching Damian Lee. Um, uh, uh. I just there every team can use wings. There's always teams who can use a wing who can shoot a little bit, and Damian Lee is that guy. And I think Moody is showing that he's catching up to NBA game speed, and there's no reason he can't be in the rotation. And based off everything I'm seeing, I feel pretty good that he could probably be a you know, at least take Damian Lee's minutes next season yeah. and be just way more than that going forward. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think uh, the, the there's two things that I think he, he could probably be a pretty good NBA role player for a long time as, as is today. Um, but I think a couple of things is, does he get better with his dribble? Cause if that, if that, if that's the case, he can become, you know, a 15, 16, maybe 20 point scorer, or does he become a great, lateral quickness defender like a Mikael Bridges. So it's like, does he get to either of those? I mean, if he gets to both, then, you know, he's KD. But, like, does he get to either of those? If he gets to either of those, then he's, you know, $20 million player. Um, but I, I just, I think he's just a, a very, 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 very good role player at, at minimum for a long time. Yeah, like, it was, was the expression high floor? Like, I, I just can't see a scenario where he's not a winning player in the NBA for a decade plus. God, the real question is if there's, him. like, if there's not, if there's not more, and I'm not, I'm not willing to put a ceiling on who he can be at this point. He's too young. <sighs> who, too who'd young, you rather, who'd you rather um, smoke with? I don't smoke, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna answer. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is a show for the masses. Uh, I feel, I feel like Jordan Poole would be a good answer. Grant, what's up, man? Yep. How are we doing? Um, quick zag here. So Jordan Poole's been playing out of his mind and just like been really effective in the role. He says all the right things, like. Hey, like I'm cool going back to the bench. It's about winning. I love winning. First couple years, I wasn't winning. That's what's important. And I'm not accusing him of lip service, but at a certain point, like he seems like a young, confident guy that's going to want a bigger role. I'm getting like slight hearted and OKC vibes and just like he's sort of more talented than the role that he's being asked to do. And things like push comes to shove eventually. And also, I'm of the mind that if the Warriors do eventually do, I mean, it doesn't seem like, based off what the press says, they have any inclination to do this. But, like, if they do make a win-now-esque trade for, you know, a Beal type, just throwing that out there, I don't think that's necessarily a good fit. Like, you might need to give up pool. And I'm sort of down with that just because I don't know how this goes. I don't really believe as much in the Spurs 2.0 forever contender thing that, you know, Kerr and Lakeup seem to like. So I don't know what you guys think about that, about like the idea of trading pool. Cause like, I think any of these trades would hurt eventually, 
And um, I think that like it maybe could be a good buy high moment. So I'll go on the take your answer. Grant, that's hmm. a great question. I actually, this is something I probably wanted to get into in the off season. I kind of agree with Grant. I think long-term, this isn't going to work. Like you, you're not getting guys like Jordan Poole to sign up to have their complete prime be bench players. You know what I mean? Um, but the Warriors don't have to deal with that for another year is my whole thing. So like the obvious move is if you think it's moving towards that situation, you trade some players for one player, right? You do the, you do the, the big time trade where it's like, I don't know, let's say it's pulling another player for like a starting center or it's uh it's Wiggins and someone else for a starting center. So you can start pool, something like that. Right. But like, I feel like the Warriors probably have a year before they even have to make those decisions. And right now this whole strength and numbers thing is really working. So like, I personally thought they should have made the trade before the season. This worked out for them. They might as well ride this until they get forced into a corner. There is there is no chance that they that that's I, look. I get Grant's point, and and I think he's thinking of it the right way, and he's even trying to light years it. But uh, even Draymond said today, like, there's no trade that's happening. And definitely uh, not know, definitely not in the next week. That's for sure. I yeah, and and it's been that way for a month plus. And and I think the I mean you know Steph Dray, those guys wanted a trade. I mean those guys are veterans. They wanted they wanted guys that they knew. It's why they wanted someone like Avery Bradley, but. Amen. Sometimes that's why you're playing basketball and the guys are, are, are GMs, right? That that's they've they've got to do their job and they've made the right moves. I I, I will say though, they didn't force a Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, <laughs> we'll say about well, I mean Slate uh Anthony Slater, a friend of the show, uh does always mentions the Reggie Jackson comp. I like Grant's James Harden comp because Reggie Jackson is a, he's a good basketball player, but Although James Harden kind of sucks now. Um, although Reggie Jackson... Ir- ironically, players. has Reggie Jackson surpassed Harden? No. I, I was going to say Reggie Jackson... Might Definitely tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell Paul's not happy about having to come off the bench. But again, like Sam said, he's not. He's got another year, brother. And he's not. it's not like he's going to not I think play. He's hand- By the way, I think he's handling it well. He's like, look, I might as well... Like, I'm here now. I'm going to make the right. best of it. And then when my contract's up, we'll deal with it. I'm gonna get my um, 25 mil. Hey, dude, I can't blame him. So, <laughs> I know, but yeah, I, know. I mean, it's like it's like one of those things where it's like uh, long term. Yeah, it's it's a good problem to have, but like at some point you gotta deal with it. Well, listen, hey, listen, you could do you could do Steph, uh, you could do Steph Clay uh, at the four. You know what I mean? With with Poor at the two and Wiggins at the three. You know what I mean? The NBA is only getting smaller. Clay, Star Wiseman, Star Wiseman, Kaminga, actually. Last two of the night. Quit seven assists tonight. Very strange. All right. Angel or Angel, you're back. Yes. Running back. Um, there we hey, go. Shout out uh, Sam and Andy. Appreciate you guys for all the premium Hell content yeah. too. First time caller. Hell yeah. I got uh, two questions for you guys. What's up? Uh, first one is um, after seeing Draymond's interview earlier today about where he gave his update on his injury. What are you guys' thoughts on that? And how much weight do you think it carries versus like getting an update from Kurt? And second question is the fun one. I wanted to know what your guys' favorite Warriors jersey has been since they changed your logo in 2010. Ooh, I love that question. That's a great one. So we kind of hit on the Draymond one earlier. Um, I'm going to take this first, though. I feel good because I think if 
they were if Draymond was worried, I just don't know that he would have done media. I think yep. if he was legitimately worried, he'd have been hiding and there'd be a little more frustration and just the way the tone and everything around it makes me believe that he believes, you know, maybe three weeks, maybe a month, but like, I'm not concerned about my health for the playoffs. Agreed. Um, I, I think, uh, if I, if, if Draymond was thinking about surgery, he wouldn't be recording podcasts every week. I, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, so I, I think that was always kind of the barometer. It's so weird now in 2022, 2015, we would never say that, but it just feels like, uh, it, it just feels like he's too happy for someone that, that has a chance of, that if he had a chance of missing the season, he's just, he's too happy. Right. Uh, especially with this championship window. Um, so I, I think, uh, we were talking about it earlier. If he comes back in about a month, he'll have 20 games to ramp up before the postseason, which is more than enough to get acclimated to, to the players. Favorite Warrior jersey of the last, like, I don't know, decade-ish. I, I'm not a jersey guy, so I'm going to pivot this over you. But I, I do like one jersey. I don't want to own any jerseys. Um, but the city ones will always do it for me. The the yellowish, goldish city jerseys. It's just, it's the best. It's the best fucking color jersey in all of sports, in my opinion. Oh, I disagree with you. I'm going to go with the blue ones. The blue city ones are my favorites. Um. Not going to lie, I want them to bring back the run TMC ones just because it's been so long and like that's the current vintage one I want to see. But I think anytime they bring out the royal blue, like the classic warrior blue, um, and the city versions of those are generally my favorite. To each their own, though. You'll be shocked to hear I also like the Chinese New Year jerseys. You will be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to bring Mick Walters on and then call it a night. Let's All right. Hey, you guys didn't like the sleeve jerseys? What's with you? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what happened to those? Yeah, no, those, those are trash. Talk two things: the Rising Stars and then um, Rising Stars. Like, man, like who even really cares? It's geared towards fan bases that don't have anything to cheer for for the most part. The NBA wants to lure you in because you don't have anyone good in the regular game to watch this other one. So we shouldn't really be that worried about it. But you know, like they've got guys like Chris Duarte old for the game playing in it. Herb Jones, you know, it's just like, it's a whole mess. Like, who even cares? And, and it, it, but not Scoot Henderson. That guy's the real deal. He's not even eligible for the next draft. Everyone's going to be salivating for him over in, uh, whenever that next draft is 20. Oh, we're going to draft, we're going draft talk? Oh, yeah. He's freaking awesome. If you watch, watch for Scoot Henderson. And he's, so he's going to destroy the rookies. Um, but the other thing I wanted to bring up was that, uh, the Phoenix Suns got like a tough little, they already blew it to the Hawks, which is pathetic in and of itself. They had a full roster of healthy people, and they couldn't beat the stinking Hawks. And now they're going to go, and they're going to have Washington easy whatever game. And then they got a really tough stretch. They got Chicago and Philly back-to-back. They could lose both of those, come back home and play the Bucks, which they'll probably also lose. This is a prime opportunity with the Warriors having an easy part of the schedule for us to almost catch them completely. And that's what I want everyone to watch out for. We're going to catch those fools. And don't think it's impossible. What a, what a way to close the show. Closer. Oh, appreciate it. The ultimate closer. We're going to end it there. We'll be back. We appreciate everyone.